progressed a little bit with a normal Friday in terms of reviewing all the situations, the big four, going through the entire game plan. Uh, it's been a good productive week for us so far. It's been very good for the team being out here. Very appreciative of the University of Arizona, you know, extending the facilities and what they've offered and worked with us on. Couldn't be more grateful. I know they're very busy themselves right now. They're in the middle of a big recruiting weekend. So the staff themselves are all back in off the road. Uh, there's a lot of gymnastics going on in the building, but they've completely let us have free run of whatever we want, whatever we need. Couldn't be more appreciative of that. That being said, we'll open up any questions. Where does uh, Mike stand in the protocol? Everything's on track. He's obviously got a final clearance today with a doctor. Uh, he'll practice with us today. We'll have to simulate some contact for him today uh, off on the side, and then he'll talk to the doctor, and uh, we'll see where it goes from there. And he'll start if he's At this he's moment, good. if he's clear and he's at the game, Michael will start. How's uh, Kadarius uh, progressing? Actually, had a good day yesterday. He, he's moving along. He's very in tune to the game plan. You know, I'd say we'll see how it goes today, early in practice with the trainer, see if he has a chance to get out there and get more involved. I'd say, you know, his ability mentally to function in multiple positions, understand what is in the game plan, that, you know, he's a guy that him, along with, you know, Dory, wouldn't hesitate if it goes all up to game time making a decision. Uh, uh, um, Mike has been limited every day, right? You know, because he has to be listed as limited. So if, if he gets to play, if he gets cleared, how much has he missed this week as opposed to a normal week where he's not in the protocol? Uh, minimal. Minimal? How's Daniel? Anything new from today or, or since yesterday? I mean? No, he still isn't clear for contact. Uh, I was just out here moving around. We'll practice with him today again, and uh, we'll see if anything turns. But still not clear for contact. Definitely out. Yeah, we, we haven't really asked you, I don't think. What, like, what did you see from Mike when he did play last week? And, you know, what, what, can, what does he have to do better to get the offense? Well, I think his entire offense would keep progressing on through, you know, making sure we make the right decisions and then make the plays in front of us. We've got to do a good job putting the guys in position and then we got to execute when it comes our way. You know, I like some of the things Mike did last week. You know, there are a lot of things he did within the game that are encouraging. There's some things that we have to coach and correct off to make sure we don't repeat certain mistakes. But, you know, Mike prepares very well. He's got experience in this league, so we got faith in him. Joe, you've been described as a conservative head coach, at least in terms of some outside perception. Do you agree with that? or And if, why or why not? Uh, to what regard, conservative? Just in terms of whether it's uh, decision-making, play calling, when you're doing certain things at certain times. I think I look at everything situationally. So we've talked about, you know, different factors before. You know, is it the analytics factor? Is it the gunslinger factor? What's it going to be? you got to balance that out and play the situation in the game. You know, I'd say all the time. Sometimes people look at, you know, not being aggressive because you punt the ball. All right, well, sometimes you're being extra aggressive saying, no, I know that our defense is going to go out there and stop these guys. So I'm being aggressive. Let our defense go out there and make play and get the field position back for the offense. It all depends on how you define aggressiveness. I've gone for it on fourth down. I ain't no problem doing that. I ain't no problem running fakes. We've got them in every week. When the situation arises, I'll go ahead and I'll pull the trigger on it. Uh, in terms of conservative, look, we're going to call the game the way the flow of the game needs to be called. And we're going to do things situationally that put us in a position to have success. And there's been decisions I've made in the past, whether it was more on the aggressive side, as people would say, on the outside, more on the conservative side, that I'd, you know, break down, look at what I've done and say, okay, don't want to make that decision again in the future. Maybe that was a little bit too aggressive early on, and we didn't really need that at the end of the game. Uh, maybe something, you know, you look at the matchup and where you think you are as a team, and you say, okay, we got to press it a little bit more early in the game as opposed to sit back and let it declare. But that's independent of each opponent, where you're at every week as a team. In terms of, you know, any labels on the outside, I'm really not concerned with that at all. I want to put the position in the best chance to have success every week, and I'm going to call the game situation throughout, and I look at everything from a big-picture perspective. Joe, how, you, uh, how hard was it to hear about Demarius Thomas? Yeah, so I woke up this morning. Um, so Amber texted me throughout the night. I woke up with the text that he had passed. Um, you know, DTs is obviously you can take all his athletic accomplishments and uh, they don't hold a candle to the kind of person he was. Just character and just quality human being. And look, 
I got to coach him for a brief period of time. Um, but I'd say the impact he had on me as a coach and some of my approach to the game with a lot of the players uh, was profound. You know, watching this guy as he led as a player. I mean, this guy was able to be a leader to the team as an older, experienced player, but he was on PUP at the time. He was hurt. There was a good amount, chunk of time that I was together with him that he wasn't even active on the field. So it's tough as a player to have any kind of an impact on the team when you're not out there competing every day. But his ability of almost transcending being a player and almost being a coach at times with the way he would share wisdom and talk through techniques, the hours that he would sit in my office when we talked through game plans, we talked through, you know, route technique, we talked through defensive recognition, we talked through how he sees it on the field, um, was tremendous. But, but all the football stuff aside, like none of that holds a candle at what kind of person this guy was. And I think everybody he interacted with, you know, he impacted. And look, there's a lot of guys in our building right now. There's a lot of guys throughout the league that are affected by this. There's a lot of guys in our building directly. You know, um, I'm not going to speak for Tyke, but, you know, Tyke's a guy who's extremely, extremely close to DT, extremely close to him. And, uh, you know, it affects his entire family. You know, Casey Kreider was a teammate of his. You know, they had a strong relationship. There's no good way to take it. And uh, it kind of makes you reflect back on how fortunate we are for any opportunity we have every day. And you never really know, you know, when it ends.